KPN Report, and I'm your host, Maureen Aylward. Our topic is security at the Sawyer Free Library in Gloucester, and my guests are Deborah Kelsey, the Library Director, Fran Alaberti, who's the Vice President of the Board of the Sawyer Free Library, and Larry Ingosol, who is the co-founder of Safeguard Blue, who's doing security at the library. So welcome to KPN Report. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for being here. Um, Lots of folks I know have heard about the incident in October where there was a drug-related arrest um, at the library. And some folks all, might also have heard about the wonderful security that has been put in place um, with Larry's company. Um, but Deborah, I would like to start with you because long before the incident in October of 2018, the library was really starting on a path to uh, increase its security at the library. Could you talk to us a little bit about what you were doing before, maybe what prompted the need for this extra security? Um, since I came to Gloucester five years ago, I felt that this has been the most important priority. And it was just very difficult to actually get enough energy around it to address it. But we started with um, redeploying staff differently, then we reconfigured the spaces for better sight lines, then we went through a whole series of training programs. Um, the most interesting one was the author of the Black Belt um, Librarian training, which was really about managing um, difficult behaviors. And then we had also um, written an emergency response manual and gone through basic um, first aid training. So we'd done what we could, and then we had uh, consulted with the high-risk task force as to what else we could do, and most of those solutions were lock the doors or you know, try to, um, try to uh, diminish access, which was not really a reasonable response. So here we are with um, something that I think is much better. So, the, so Fran, so the board has been looking at security and this um, sort of expansion of security and safety in the library. And can you talk a little more, a little bit about the process that you went through when you were looking at uh, expanding um, and making safety more of a priority at the library? Yes. And, and I think one thing that, um, you know, Deborah talked about was the staff training and that incident in October. I th I th the way the staff was trained and the response of the person on the front desk using her intuition and experience as to, you know, she had a bad feeling about this or she thought mm -hmm. something was a little bit off and we had installed uh, new cameras within the library and she watched the individual go down and open the door and let the other person in and call the police immediately and in fact the, we were having a board meeting in the friend room, which was less than 20 feet away, and the police did such a great job, we didn't even know what was going on until it happened until afterwards. But we were already in the process, and I really have to tip my hat to Fred Cowan, who kind of spearheaded this whole thing, um, and dragged me in, uh, <laughs> kicking and screaming, to the whole process that the board had really... T and we serve everybody. We can't be, it's not like a country club where you can just pick and choose who, who's a member. The library is open to everybody, whether you're young, old, homeless, have, have a, you know, an addiction problem. Um, so 
we've had incidences over the year and over the years, and it came time to what what can we do to make everybody feel safe? You know, and we want everybody that comes into the library to feel safe. And you know, you can hire a private security company, but there's issues there with training and things like that. And uh, Fred uh, really started the ball rolling by talking to various people in the police department in the city. And we started a process with uh, Larry, uh, who wanted to start a company, which ended up being Safeguard Blue. And we went through, it was probably a year of you know, getting it ready and talking and deciding what we wanted to do. And it really took a lot of effort and a lot of hours to get it going. It's not something you just do like that. You know, you just drop the dime is all kinds of, I mean, this poor guy went through <laughs> a lot just getting his licenses and the bureaucracy that he had to go through. And, you know, we had help along the way. We had a lot of help from Safatia Ramea, who was really good. And the city council has been very supportive of what we've done. And it actually has worked out um, I don't want to say, I think better than we expected. I mean, it's, it's gotten a lot, it's really lightened up the whole mood at the library. There's been less issues. We had an issue with um, declining attendance at the library visits. Was it that because of the incident, the public, the public notion of the, I mean, you know, public awareness of what yeah. happened at the yes. library? Yeah, we, we had a drop of almost a third in visits and now with um, Safeguard Blue, we're back to where we were. I'm actually hoping we get a, we're even improving. That would be, mm -hmm. that yeah. would be our, our ultimate hope. It's amazing. She writes a great report, by the way. Um, <laughs> it's, Thank you, Fred. You're welcome. The thing is, if you look at the attendance figures and you see the month before in January of uh, 2019, and you look at February, they started on February 4th, 2019, and you see the month of February, it went from a double-digit decline to pretty much even with the mm -hmm. previous year. So obviously there's an effect there. And uh, we've had less problems in the parking lot, which has always been a problem. I can, I can quote Larry. He, he's like, I didn't realize it was just going to be that we were here and that was going to make enough of a difference. And in fact, it really has. It did, yeah. So, so Larry, um, this is a great story that you're a retired police officer and the other uh, people you have doing security with you at the library are also retired police officers. Yep. Um, and this was started because of the library was interested in hiring um, some folks. Right. There was no idea of this before. Uh, we were all happily retired and, and working on road details and whatever else. And uh, Fred went to the chief of police at the time, John McCarthy, and he inquired about hiring retired policemen to, for security at the library. And, and John told him, I can't do that on my end. And John mentioned it to his friend, who's retired, Ernie Curtis. And Ernie called me up, and the two of us started brainstorming the whole thing and looking into it and said, well, we have to form a corporation, we have to get insurance, we have to find people that will work. And it took a process. And during that time, we were working with Fred on what he wanted us to do in the library, also with, with the parking lot and, and everything else and stuff. And uh, Eventually, it, we got all the ducks in a row, and everything came 
through and we started in February and everything has worked really well. A Everybody's happy. A second career for you and, a, and a, as a businessman well, now. Well, I can't make great. it as a professional <laughs> golfer, so this is, I think the businessman will probably be the next best thing. So, uh, Larry, tell us about what you're doing at the library that has made such a difference. Number one, just being there has made a difference. Uh, we walk around the whole day. We're not really, we don't sit at a desk all day. We might sit there now and then to get off our feet, but the rest of the day we're up on the second floor, we're down on the first floor, we're down in the children's room, we're out into the parking lot. Now that the nice weather's here, we'll be out on the grounds and everything else. Uh, if we're out front, we'll be greeting people as they come in, same thing at the back. And the parking lot has been much improvement. Uh, just the other day when I was working, I had some people tell me, three people actually, an elderly woman coming in the front door said that she was really glad that we were here and she felt a lot safer. And somebody coming in the back door was, was happy that whenever she comes to the library now, there's, there's a parking space for her because we've, we've tightened up the parking into the lot that people are just parking there that are using the library, not going into the Y <laughs> or someplace else. Mm -hmm. Parking then, is such an issue in Gloucester. Well, yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> yeah. And uh, even inside, we're... We've been playing, we played cribbage with some of the people, we played chess with some of the people and everything. Uh, Tony Parisi, one of our guys the other day, had couldn't understand something in his phone. So he asked kids in the teen section, who knows about a phone? They solved the problem for him right away. So it's just wonderful community, uh, community security, community policing in some ways, but at the library it just sounds like this wonderful addition to the overall experience. And there's no take. There's nothing taken away. Yeah. There's no, no. I mean, there's more of that sense of yeah. security. There's I guess, been. Right? No, I mean, I haven't heard any negatives, at all. Only positives, and I think a lot of it has to do with the attitude of the people that um, Larry has recruited. Larry and Ernie have recruited. Uh, to we cherry picked. We cherry picked. I, I would who say we people are very accommodating to us. As the, the you know, any request is is considered. Um, and responded to, and with, we really appreciate that. It, there's, it's been so seamless mm -hmm. and it, pleasant. It's made life easier on the staff, which is very, we have a great staff at the library, and it's made life easier on them. They focus more on services um, to the patrons that come in. And it's it just, um, you know, I, we live in an island, and sometimes you get island mentality, mm -hmm. you know, and which is a good thing, I think. But um, Gloucester is not the only place with issues. It's a, it's a nationwide issue. But I think that we're one of the f first um, who have actually addressed the problem head on and said, you know, we, we have to do something. You know? we, are, we are one of the first in Massachusetts yeah. because that was one of the things that I had gone through was looking at the extent of the incidents in our library and what was being done at public libraries in Massachusetts. And the answer was, no one's doing anything. And so there was no research at all? Well, and now we're, we're gathering national statistics on this in that we have one year of statistics now. So we are really leading the way, which is kind of unusual. Pioneers. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was yeah. speaking with a colleague who's a library director who, it, it, it is daily what she does is, I, that is really what library administration does. It's, it's similar. So libraries across the state are encountering safety mm -hmm. and security issues right. as well because they're 
open, the public, um, right. the public institutions, so they have to be open to the public except all. Like, and, and so our recourse is we either handle it ourselves or we have to call the police. Right. And we, none of us have really come up with a better answer than those things, except more training and trying to figure out how to, how to be proactive about issues. Well, it's also freed up the police. That right. if we have an incident, they you know they, they don't have to send resources over to the library, mm -hmm. so it, it's helped in a lot of other areas. They can put their resources mm -hmm. elsewhere, and it's if you look around the country, we spend time in California, and whether you go to Santa Barbara, you go to Santa Monica, or you go you know wherever the larger cities are, there's an issue there, you know, and some uh, I think um, Santa Barbara has security. I don't know about other libraries, I think but it, bigger, I think Boston does too. The yeah. bigger the, the biggest the big cities, cities do, do now. Mm -hmm. but, but, or if anybody read um, Susan Orlean's book, Los Angeles Public Library spends five million dollars on security. Yeah. So when you look at this in the scheme of things, this is a very big um, financial outlay. It's really important because we have to make this as important as everything else that we do, and it's really nice not to have it be that the 15 staff people that are supposed to be delivering library services are not their area of expertise. So it, it's very nice to rely on professionals. Mm -hmm. And it's not out front. The thing is, it's not, when you walk into the library, it is not obvious that we have right. security. Right. People um, aren't being searched. People are not yeah. being, people are being welcomed by Larry and his group as well as the library staff, and that's what we wanted. Larry, what are you hearing from inside the library? Uh, nothing but compliments, uh, inside, outside. Uh, um, Ernie, somebody mentioned to Ernie one day, and he says, you know, he says, for 30 years as a policeman, people didn't say thank you for doing a good job, and now people are thanking us for doing a good job. He says it took a little getting used to. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think that is? Well, on which end of it? <laughs> <laughs> Both. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, that gets into the, the police, the whole policing thing. But with the library, is we're all approachable, we're all friendly, and you know, we have to do. If we have to do talk to somebody about a rule, little rule violation, we just do it on the on the QT. We don't make a big deal about it, and everybody's been good with it. We've had no issues, no issues at all that needed the police or anything. A few people we've had to ask to leave, they have at, they've left without incident, and everything has been good. Yeah, I have to say, I had this fear, oh my God, we're going to have the Gestapo in. And it was just like, they don't, their posture is very accessible, they're, they're, not, com they're not confronting people. Everything is just more joyful and fun. I mean, there's more laughter in the library, there's more playing going on, I, and there's way less complaining. And part of that was, like I said, we cherry-picked the people. We have four, four of us from Gloucester Police, all with between 30, and I think the, the, one of them has 43 years of experience, and we have one from Rockport and one from Essex. Mm -hmm. They make people feel comfortable, mm -hmm. and that's the thing is you can't, I, mean, I think the bug the bugs a lot of us is that because somebody is homeless, they're automatically a problem, and that's not true. You know, so you can't judge people by their appearance or where they live or how much money they make. You know, everybody's pretty equal, and you know, I know I sound like Bernie Sanders, but you know, <laughs> he has a point. You know that you can't just assume that somebody is going to be a problem 
You know, I mean, you, know, if yeah, you, see stereotyping. you can't stereotype and, right. and assume that somebody's going to be a problem. And I think mm -hmm. that's what these guys do because of experience. And Larry said something in a meeting uh, we had this morning about he just had a gut feeling about a person is 30 plus years of experience kicked in as a police officer. And he knew that this was a person that needed help and mm -hmm. he helped her out. Mm -hmm. So um, what about cost? Um, has this been a big uh, outlay of cash from for for the Sawyer Free Library, it, it's, and it's, the city doesn't contribute to the. <clears throat> well, the city contributes to the library, right? So you know the money becomes commingled. So you know if we take it out of our pot, then they put some in from their pot. So we hope. It, <laughs> we, we hope. No, the, Are you the city this, funds. <laughs> the, the city funds all of the staff positions yeah. and our materials budget and takes care of a lot of the facility needs. Um, this was not something that they could shoulder in their budget. And we, in the current year budget, we did not ask for them to take this on. We have asked them to take on some other things. We'll see where that goes. But the trustees have, because it's a priority, the trustees are, are using yeah. their funds to, to do this. It's a cooperative, it's, you know, it's, it's a cooperative effort, mm -hmm. you know, and it doesn't matter what the thing that you learn and, you know, it's, it's Joe Grillo, who's our treasurer, always accuses Fred, Fred and I of being big spenders. And it's not about spending money, it's about investing money. Mm -hmm. So when you put in, you spend money in security cameras or we did some new signage at the library to try to make it more attractive and more welcoming, that's an investment. So you got to look at it as you're spending your own money, which is the way we mm -hmm. look at it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, and I think we've done a, a fairly good job of uh, managing expenses. So you can't really look at it as, I mean, what's somebody's comfort worth? What's, you know, you, mm -hmm. you get people oh, coming in. I think it's for, even bigger than that, yeah. frankly. I, I, think it, I, think, I think that it means that we will not have anything terrible happen at our library. Mm -hmm. One hopes. Well, <laughs> yeah. the likelihood is much reduced, and, I, and that is, it, that's priceless. And we have an incredibly functional, successful public-private partnership with the city, and we don't want to push the city further than they can go, and we also can't push the trustees where they can't go. So it's a delicate balance at this point. And it's point. still, it's always gonna be a work in progress. When, mm -hmm. when Fred met with us, he told us how, what he wanted us to be doing in the library, and we said, okay, fine. And he said, but you know, once you get in there, we're gonna listen to your input on some changes, and also we may make other changes, and, and it's always gonna be a work in progress being tweaked. And you wouldn't get that if you hired, I think, a private outside security no, it was That was a no-no. We were very, that. very accommodating to what the library's needs were, still keeping our needs, and, and it's worked out really well. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit more about um, how you've accommodated those needs. Uh, well, one thing we picked up on, uh, the parking lot was a big issue. Right. Uh, there was never any parking for people coming to the library. So right. what we did is, when we go out, we made notices that we put on the cars. If we see the person park in the car and go off towards the YMCA or something, we'll put a little note on their car. But also, we keep track of who the car is, what time of day they were there, and everything, so we can find repeat offenders. Mm -hmm. And I'd say since February, we've probably put out, I'd say, 150 notices. We've only had five repeat offenders 
no, none more than two times, and none in the past, say, month, month or so. People are getting the They're message. Getting the, the word's getting out, yeah. Yeah, yeah because, That's great. It, because it's consistent. Every day there are people there that are taking care of things. Right. So it used to be that I would stand out there for a couple of hours freezing and resenting <laughs> the whole thing, or then the assistant director would be. Now I drive to work, and I can park, and I am met by a smiley person who says, hi, good morning. Somebody actually moved a traffic cone for me this morning. It's just a whole new world at well, the library. <laughs> and, and you're there 59 hours. Like we have the, somebody the there total. every hour the library is open. And it's 100% coverage. 100, mm -hmm. From the moment that 8.30 to closing time. No coffee break. That was the first thing <laughs> yeah. that we... Yeah, that we, we, we talked we're about. We're kind was, of not good about that. We, but we no wanted the whole no break. We wanted <laughs> continuous coverage. To, it's continuous. Yeah. So there's always we have our lunch on the in, on the premises. Everybody brings their lunch and stuff. Yeah. So. We we try to feed them and and make sure they're happy. <laughs> so give them a few little sweets. Bring them a See, cup I of coffee. I wouldn't, I wouldn't that's why. That's I why. Give they, that's why they're thanked every day. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, we had talked about private security, and we we nixed it in the beginning. And Fred said, I want you to meet uh, Larry and Ernie, and I call him Bert and Ernie. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and it's kind of it's like Bert, the Bert and Ernie show. But we met at the Lone Gull, and so Fred left, and we talked for a while, and it was just like this feeling you get about, you know, if you, you judge, or you don't judge, but you get a good feeling about somebody, yeah. and ask him off-the-wall questions that, you know, you try to always ask people to mm -hmm. see if you can catch them off guard, and uh, they hit all. Yeah, we, they hit it. We, out we of knew the what they wanted, and we gave them what they wanted. And and, and I I have to say that they well, um, Ernie and and Larry met with both Beth and I repeatedly, and we went through exactly how we hoped that it would go, and they have not disappointed in any way. Well, this this seems to be a big game changer for the library. Yes. It is, and um, what what is your hope uh, moving forward? I know that Larry, you just said it's you know a work in progress and right. things will be tweaked along the way, but is it that bump in visitors? Is it just changing the culture of the library? Maybe that friendliness. You, it seems I, to me, and what I'm hearing is that there's been a shift. Yeah, I mean, you know how Gloucester is. I mean, it's. It's, it's a great place to live. I wouldn't live anywhere else. You know, it's, it's eclectic. It's got everything you want from, you know, f fishing to artists, you know, with the oldest fishing port, the oldest artist, oldest artist colony. Um, we have a lot of different things here. But I, I think that in terms of the library, we're valuable, one of the value, most valuable assets to the city. I mean, schools, you know, but as far as a cultural asset, um, and it, an it's, educational it's, asset. And an educational asset. And it's a place where, when in my former life, when we'd look to put in a new, a new facility, we would always look at the library. Because the library is usually in, in pretty much every city and town across the United States, is last on the budget. It's the smallest part of a city's budget. And if you have a good library, it's a place you think about putting your business. So. From the standpoint of what we can offer to the city, besides the cultural and educational aspect of it, and a and a great place to go, is we can help the economic part of the city, the growth that we need to keep Gloucester going, and not only bringing businesses but bringing people into town that are going to, you know, 
contribute to what mm -hmm. the city of Gloucester means. And, and letting people retool by how they define that because we're all reinventing ourselves, vocationally in particular, and the, that's what the library should be for, mm -hmm. which does get into, we are hoping to improve our physical facility, and that's our future, we hope. Um, but meanwhile, what we're trying to do, the trustees and the staff and Larry's company, is make it as good as it can be as is. I've seen a difference already that seems that people aren't just coming in, getting their book and leaving. More people seem to be staying, uh, people coming in with their laptops and setting up at one of the tables by the window and spending a good amount of time in there doing their whatever they do and because mm -hmm. it's a quieter place and now they know that we're there so there's less likely to be any kind of any kind of issues in there too. More exciting things at the library ahead. And I think, I think so. We have some amazing collaborations coming and I think some really interesting community conversations and civic um, engagement um, pieces that will be part of the next year. We're kind of really excited. It feels as if a lot more is possible. And I'm not really sure what the ingredients are, but let's just enjoy it. Well, Larry's and the spice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the more people that come let's, in, the, the let's happier Let's take advantage of Where the is energy. my life gone? Where's the spice? We, we have excellent new staff, and we have a very exciting new collaborations. Right, you hired four new people? We did, yeah. and we're, you know, we're, everything is percolating. It That's, takes time, but, you know, I, I really feel like things we're are... We're moving forward. Yeah. That's it's wonderful. Well, thanks so much for being on Cape Ann Report, Deborah Kelsey, Fran Alberti, and Larry Ingelsall. Thank you for um, having us. It's a, an exciting time at the library, and I hope you get a bump in visitors as we're coming into the summer season, and um, and all is well. We invite everybody to come on down. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, um, that's all for Cape Ann Report. Thanks for watching. <laughs>